in today's show. We're recapping Sunday's action. There were nine games on. There's plenty for us to talk about. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, or as I'm known in my private life, the LeBron James of feet. And I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There are nine games on. We're going to talk about those nine games. We're going to talk about interesting news things, updates that we need to pay attention to. It's going to get wild. It's going to get woolly over these next two weeks. There's going to be guys coming in that we don't expect to return. There's going to be guys getting ruled out and then not told that they're going to get ruled out. There's going to be players that coaches tell us are out and then they end up on the court. Shout out to you, Greg Popovich. It's going to be weird stuff. That's why we don't want to play fantasy in these last three weeks of the season. But that's fine. You don't need me to tell you again. You probably do. And I will keep telling you. But we're going to go through all of the nine games. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just some updates for Monday's games. Kawhi Leonard, after copping that hit in the head last game, he is probable. So that's some pretty good news there. Still no update on Norman Powell. I think that'll come relatively sooner. I don't think we're too far away from that update. Larry Markinen, interestingly, has been upgraded to questionable. Hmm, I don't think that he's going to play, but he is questionable. That's very interesting. They have ruled Jordan Clarkson out and Colin Sexton out. I think they are at big risk of missing the rest of the season, but marketing is questionable, which changes the outlook of Simone Fontecchio and O'Shea Abaji in particular. Jim Harden and Joel Embiid are both questionable. I would Embiid's out here saying, oh man, I'm tired. I've played every game. Okay, that, that's really cool. I would be staggered, staggered if Embiid does not play this game against Jokic. I would be stunned. We'll see, though. Harden's obviously dealing with a problem in his foot slash Achilles soreness, so he's very much up in the air. But Embiid being questionable is questionable to me. Halliburton and Turner both popped up on the Pacers injury report as questionable. Huh? Okay. We thought Turner would sit last game due to a back-to-back, but both him and Halliburton on a non-back-to-back appearing is um, eye-opening. So we're hovering our finger over the McConnell ad button. And we're probably going on the Isaiah Jackson. Although, literally, he could play zero minutes. He could get Nick Richards and play zero minutes. Or he could be a 20-minute backup or a 26-minute starter. So there are two good outcomes, one shit one. So it is maybe worth a risk there. And then, I'm sure you're well aware, but old mate Luka Doncic is suspended for Monday's game. So we're going to get opportunities for bunches of guys. Jaden Hardy... Josh Green, maybe, although he was dreadful today. Timmy Hardaway put up big numbers today, or big minutes today anyway. Uh, Hardy's probably the higher upside player there, but Doncic will not play Monday. And then every second tech after this, he will get suspended for one more game. So just always be on the lookout for any more Luka Doncic technical fouls as the Mavericks continue to lose. And that's where we'll head right now. The first game of the day, the Dallas Mavericks lose their second consecutive game against the Charlotte Hornets. Not their second consecutive game in general. Their second consecutive game against the Hornets. They played this team who's going nowhere. 
who's sitting Ubre and Rogier, and who has no Lamelo ball. They lost them twice in a row. Shocking. This pushes the Mavericks out of the plane. Whether they get back in, I don't know. But that is stinking behavior. The Hornets win at 110-104. Luka played 40 minutes. He had 40 and 12, 8 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, hit 7 triples. Pretty hard for me to tell you that he's not contributing. But we knew that when they this team made that trade, that they just had no defenders. They lost all depth and all defense. And a team with Luka and Kyrie is going to get cooked. And that's going to limit what Christian Wood can do as well. And that's pretty much exactly what's happening. Wood played 17 minutes only. He'd been in the mid-20s. Now, with Luca out tomorrow, he probably does push up a little bit the crucifix. But 9-4 and four for him is stinking. It wasn't a great game from Kyrie. 18-4-3, two steals and a block. And this team's rest of season, whatever's going on with Luca, the Kyrie free agency, it's going to be staggering to me. Just not staggering. Um, intriguing to see exactly what goes on. Maxi Kleber went to the bench. I don't know why. He played 32 minutes while Josh Green played 14. That switch seems unnecessary. 14 points for Kleber, two blocks, four threes. He has these games. He's likely to go three, two, and one next game with no steals, no blocks, and no threes. But he has the ability, multiple threes and multiple blocks. That's why he's always going to pop up as a streaming option for those categories. Timmy Hardaway played 36 off the bench, 15 and five with three threes. Uh, we really can't trust it, can we though? Although, again, the opportunity is going to be there tomorrow. So if you're taking flyers, take flyer. Hardy played only 13 minutes. Josh Green played only 14. I expect both guys to get a bump tomorrow, but I think Green needs both Kyrie and Luca out to be a 12-team league guy. Hardy has shown to be a 12-team option, not a must, but an option if one of those players is out. Bullock did his thing, three points in 34 minutes on 20% shooting, while, again, Dwight Powell started. I say again, and what I meant to add to that, again, Jason Kidd doing weird things. Dwight Powell started, played four minutes. Okay, didn't return. Not injured, just didn't play. He'd been... Playing like okay, I guess. I don't know. This roster is bad. This coach is bad. Um, it makes it hard. And obviously, we're not really caring that much about Dwight Powell. But usually, he can be an interesting field goal percentage stream. Didn't really happen here, though. This is a, just a bad, bad game in general. For the Hornets, there was no Rogier or no Ubre. I don't know what their status is for the rest of the season. I'd be relatively surprised if they played, but I don't know. They could come back at any time. PJ Washington Jr. went off. 21 and 12, four assists, inefficient as usual, 41%, but he took 22 shots. Seems like a lot for PJ Washington. And then old mate Steve Clifford decided that last game, we saw Nick Richards play 27 minutes at the starter. Mark Williams played 21. I thought, you know what? I think Williams will start, but they might be in a 24-24 situation, a 26-22, whatever it is. No, Nick Richards played zero minutes out of nowhere. No idea what happened. No idea why. Did they say, well, we've locked you up. We've seen what you can do. You've got your extension. We're going to try out Kai Jones now. That's distinctly possible. The good news is, is if you did add Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. He played 32 minutes and had 15 and 16. So we roll with him. If you dropped Nick, or if you have Nick Richards, you can drop him. Now, this is not to say that he plays zero minutes rest of season. He could move back and play 20 minutes next game. But the downside of zeros and the likelihood of him being a 20-minute backup, like the, the likelihood of him playing 25 minutes is very much small now. That's not good English. It's really small at the moment. And then you've got a zero-minute downside. A zero-minute downside means I don't want you on my 12-team roster. So, Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! Dennis Smith's a pretty safe pickup because even if Ubre and Rogier play, he's still going to have a good role. 14-5-6 and six with a steal remains a solid option. Well, Haywood, I don't know why he's still playing. 22-6-4. Although the Hornets, they're locked in. They can't really go worse or better in the lottery odds. It's more just about seeing other guys. And we saw 33 minutes of Sfema Hailuk. And if he hadn't have shot 14%, which is clearly dreadful, it would have been okay. 7-3-3 three, three with two steals. 
I added him in a roto league. I didn't start him today, thankfully. Um, but there is at least minutes here because oh, they obviously don't believe in James Booknight. We've got 20 minutes of Bryce McGowan, who's a name to watch. 9, 4, and 4 for that in deeper leagues, while the Salt Fleek, Theo Maladon, played 20 minutes. And 6, 5, and 5 for him in 29 minutes for Teo. He is a guy that we know was a, um, a fantasy playoffs legend last season on the Tanking Thunder. We'll see if he has any opportunity to do that here. Just a name to watch at this point. But again, it could all be complicated by Roger Ubre, yeah, resurrecting and, and playing. We don't know that that's going to happen. But I guess with the zero minutes of Nick Richards today, anything's possible. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but guess what? You know what I'm going to say. It's not your traditional daily fantasy. It's not salary caps. It's not thousands of people. It's you versus the player projections. You might see Dennis Smith with a one and a half steals number. You go, come on, mate. Like I've seen Dennis Smith play. Let's go more than that. Or you might see a PJ Washington Jr. on a shots missed line of 15 and a half. They don't have a shots missed line. But if they did, you'd probably go over on that for PJ. Get two to six of those, put them into a lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry feedback. You can do it really fast, under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 US states. You can do it in big, big parts of Canada. Not over all of Canada, but most of Canada. And it doesn't just have to be the NBA. Major League Baseball starting this Thursday, so let's go with that. NHL. College basketball, men's and women's final fours. Are we up to the women's final four? We're getting close. I know that. I know the men's one is set, and that's there. You've got PGA, MMA, boxing, and of course, the GOAT, disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first-time user, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix gives you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix gives you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Okay, second game. The Bulls on the road. The Road Warrior Bulls. They beat the Lakers 118 108. I guess that's because LeBron returned, so the Lakers are naturally worse. Literally, people will say that. Don't worry. 118 um, 108. Zach Levine played 37 minutes, the old skater boy. He had a run where he was really struggling, and now he's putting up big numbers consistently. 32, 2-4, 68% shooting. I feel like he's one or the other for Zach. It's either completely uninvolved, 15, 2-1 on 30%, or he hits every shot in the world. That's sort of what's happening here. DeRozan played through his issue. 36 minutes, 17, 6, and 10. Good to have him out there. The one of two from the line, man. That is not what we want from you, Demar. You've got to do more than that, and that's been a problem for a while. While Kobe White still played 26 minutes despite DeRozan and Caruso being back. Absolutely need to highlight that. 13, 7, and 6 with three threes and a steal and 33% usage. It would have been much better had he not shot 29%, but 33 usage plus 19, 26 minutes. Very interesting. Very interesting. More minutes than Dasumu, more minutes than Beverly, more minutes than Caruso, more minutes than Pat Williams. Huh. I guess it does help a little bit because Vooch got ejected, so they needed a little bit more shot creation, but White is pushing up. He's top 100 over the last week. He's at least moving into the maybe we take a flyer on him sort of situation. With Vooch out, Drummond, the big avocado, had 12 and 8 with two steals in 18 minutes. There is one thing I can tell you for sure about Andre Drummond. B, he's not a good player. B, I should start at A. A, he's not a good player. But B, if he does get minutes, he will rack up lots of stats. Now, Vooch isn't going to get suspended or anything like that. But we always want to watch if Vooch does happen to sit a game then uh, Drummo is going to step up. Caruso, we're just relying upon him for steals. He got one of them. Sure, cool, no worries. Seven and five for him. While Beverly had 10, four and five. Really not a bad game there for Pat. Well, Pat, speaking of Pats and not good games, Pat Williams, seven and three. He just continues to never be able to elevate to anything that's good. And that's where we're at with him. For the Lakers, he did return ahead of schedule. LeBron, LeBron was back. He played off the bench, 30 minutes, 19, eight and three. 
Seven of eight from the line. Don't imagine he's going to be coming off the bench for long. But what do they do? Do they bench Troy Brown, who had 18 and six, two steals, two blocks, and four threes? Or do they bench Austin Reeves, who had 13, three, and seven on 60% shooting? They're both bloody good games. And yes, they could bench Dennis Schroeder, but that's D'Angelo Russell's spot. I would imagine that Brown moves to the bench, and that's an unbelievable game from Troy Brown. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go and add him, but holy crap, like now what do we do? Where does the where do the minutes fit in? We also got randomly 28 minutes of Malik Beasley back. And I say randomly, but not really. I think the Beasley getting more minutes, and he had six threes, 18 points, you know that he does nothing else apart from shoot threes. But playing off LeBron, that's really, really good. And if you can just sit out there and bang in threes, that's useful. So he at least moves back onto the three-point streaming list, Malik Beasley. Not saying he's going to be all that good. Jared Vanderbilt is probably a jack, to be honest. 21 minutes, four points, four rebounds. 221st over the last week. And even if he does play better, are you actually miss- missing anything good? The answer is probably not that good. Probably not that high upside. So I think if you wanted to move on from Vanderbilt Bar, you can do it. Tone Davis, 15, 9, and 5. Usage well down with LeBron back. Not a surprise there. Well, Schroeder was actually really good. I think he can hold Schroeder while Russell is out. 17, 3, and 5, two steals. And interestingly, old mate Rui Hachimura, DMPCD. Good. As I have continually said, and it feels like I'm hating on the kid, but I don't think he's a very good player. And it didn't. It took the Wizards four years to realize it. It took the Lakers a month to realize that, yeah, this guy really shouldn't be playing. And he's out of the rotation. He just is not suited to what the current NBA is and what strengths and weaknesses are good and bad in the current NBA. The next one is the Houston Rockets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs were up big. Rockets came close, and then the, the Cavs pulled away in the end, 108-91. For the Rockets, the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate is out. I don't know if he will remain out rest of the season. I hope he does for just the Tari tank season potential. Tari played 30 minutes, 10-8 and eight with a steal, and that's not particularly overwhelmingly good. It's solid enough, though. But anytime I'm seeing Tari Eason play 25 minutes plus, then I do want to get excited in him. Well, not in him. That's that's another podcast. I want to get excited about him for 12-team league. So, yes, we roster him, and we see what happens. Jalen Green, he's doing it again, this bloke. Almost caught him something really rude, but he is doing it again. The Filipino legend. 30 points in 35 minutes, putting up big numbers to end the season. And we're all going to go in the preseason. But look what he did down the stretch in February and March and April. Look at the numbers. They're stepping up. And then he was shithoused for four months this season. He's 54th over the last week. 30 points, five threes, 59% shooting. Is he figuring it out? Well, you're not quite at show me for a full season RJ Barrett style, but you're not far off. KJ Martin, 13 and four. Not a bad game there. Well... Jabari Smith wasn't particularly good, 12-4 and four with two steals. Now, let's talk about Kevin Porter Jr. Now, this might feel reactionary, reactive. Maybe it is. 6-3-4 in 37 minutes, 25% shooting. That's undoubtedly horrible. It's really horrible. He was minus 19. Now, Kevin Porter is a guy that I targeted in a lot of drafts this year, and I think it's worked out pretty well. He's the 63rd-ranked player this season. Really hard to go past that. That's really good value, considering he was getting drafted outside the top 100. So that's worked out. If I'm in a dynasty league, though, I he is not a starter in this NBA. He makes this team worse. I think a lot of the time when he plays, he's not a real point guard. No Rockets fans are done with him. Like, there's a look. If they what if they get Scoot? Like he's cooked. He's finished. Um, if I was in a dynasty league, even though he's had a really good season, I I just I don't believe in him as a long term very good player. The reason I was interested in him this year was opportunity, and yeah, his fantasy game is there, but. I, I don't think that this is a long-term, long, high-value starter. I, I don't think he is. I think that as soon as next season, he might be a 27-minute-a-night bench player. And I'm not even sure how long that lasts, to be honest. Now, this feels reactive because he had a shit game here. But I think it is important to note that like in the future, like it's Green's locked in. And Smith's probably locked in. 
and Shingun might be, but might be not. But that's it. Like, and Porter Ryder is not, I don't think, any sort of point guard of the future. So in a dynasty league, like if I could get a top 100 guy back, I'd, I'd probably do it. For the, um, what's the other team? The Cleveland Cavaliers. He's gone. He's good. Yeah. 22 and five, four threes. Pretty good game. Jarrett Allen, 24, 14 and three blocks. That's a bloody good game. 19, seven and five and three blocks for Evan Mobley. Unbelievably good game. I tried I, I tried something on uh, ChatGPT the other day. Hey, can you think of like a a nickname for Evan Mobley? I don't know why Evan Mobley was the name I came up with. It. Nickname for Evan Mobley. Um, maybe chuck some Australian references in, Australian nostalgia or Australian um, pop culture, or whatever. And it came up with the nickname Eucalyptus Ev, which is one of the worst nicknames I've ever heard. But I don't know. Should I go? I don't know. It's a horrible nickname. I'm not going to go with it, but it, it has stuck in my head for three days. So Eucalyptus Ev had 19, 7, and 5 in 40 minutes with three blocks, while Garlo had 17, 4, and 8. Interestingly, Isaac Okoro played only nine minutes. He had to leave the game in the second quarter and didn't return with knee soreness. So that meant that Dracaris Lavert played 31 minutes. Now we're back to Invisible Lavert, 10, 1, and 1. He shot okay. But those big numbers have sort of started to fade off a bit. He's back outside the top 100 over the last week. I think with the Okoro knee issue, I might hold Levert, but I'm not sure that's going to last. Everyone else, useless. The Discman, C.D. Osman, 17 minutes for him, five points. We know we cannot rely upon Chetty Osman really in any sort of circumstance. And if you get a good game, it's just a complete bonus. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's March, so that means only one thing. Built Bar March Madness. You got the website, Built March Madness. You can head straight there and vote for your favorite flavor of Built Bar or Built Puff. I know that you want to support me in voting for cookies and cream as the best flavor, but if you've tried Built Bar, you might have your own differing and wrong opinion. And you can go and vote for that over there. You can do it actually once every day in March because you want to do that because there's prizes involved here. 50 locked on listeners are going to get a free box of Built Bar. One locked on listener is going to get a 12 month subscription to Built where they just pile you up with Built Bars every month. What an unbelievable thing. And you know why it's great? Because these are the best tasting protein bars ever. These are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low in calorie, low in fat, low in sugar, but high in protein. They make for a delicious treat that's good for you, but also a great protein supplement if you've been working out and throwing that steel around in the old gymnasium. So go to builtmarchmadness.com, vote once a day in March. Well, there you can pick up a box of Built Bars as well. Built Bar is built different. Let's do the next game. That's a pretty good... Oh, that's the wrong graphic. Um, I don't do that often, and it annoys me when I do, so I'm going to go back again. The Wizards and the Raptors. 114 Toronto, 104 Washington. No Brad Beal, no Kyle Kuzma, no Monte Morris. Wes Unseld, I think it was Wes Unseld that was speaking, said, yeah, yeah, like, you know, they're, they're, they're sore. We'll say they may be their day today. What he was saying made it sound like they're not coming back. I don't know that for sure. Dropping them is risky, especially Beal. Kuzma, not quite as risky because he's not quite as good of a player as what Beal is. But it doesn't feel like to me that Beal and Kuzma are going to play again this season. So that means we're really focusing on Denny Avdia. He was on my waiver wire thumbnail today, and that's bloody good of him to respond with a 15-9-7 and game. I love when that happens. And we know that his minutes have been putrid when they were healthy, 18 minutes, 20 minutes, and they're absolutely having no value. But they're not healthy. So we go with Avdia. We also probably go with Dillon Wright, who only had five points, but seven rebounds, eight assists. And when I talked yesterday, mate, this guy's in a steal in six games. Of course, he comes out and has two. That's the nature of steals. 
22% shooting is shithouse, but he played 34 minutes with Monte Morris back. Now, I don't know if Monte is going to play. He's had some issues with his groin at the moment, back recently. But there is at least a role here with Beal out for Wright to be useful enough. Same with Kispert, 40 minutes, 19 points, 5 threes. There's nothing else. You never get anything else, but points and threes are useful there. Well, don't discount Cobra Kai Johnny Davis. He played 30 minutes. He actually looked like he could be an NBA player. 15, 4, and 2 with 3 threes. Of course, we've got to be careful not to overrate games at the end of March. But with the likelihood that Beal, Kuzma, maybe Morris are out, there is a chance that Davis is someone who at least becomes streamable in 12-team formats. I don't think so, but maybe. Maybe you look in deeper leagues there. Dan Gafford, 29 minutes, 10 and 8. Only 33% shooting, so it could have been a much better game for him. But 10 and 8 with a block is good enough for me to be a 12-team league guy. I don't know how long Porzingis is going to go. He had 26 and 6 with four triples. I think there is a little bit there with Porzingis that he's trying to say, hey, you know what? I'm not the injured guy and let me play through. So I reckon he might stick just for that purpose. Porzingis. For the Raptors, they got back Scott Barnes and Precious Achua, not Gary Trent, though. They still tried to show us that Will Barton's an NBA player. They failed again. He left after four minutes due to an ankle issue. He's just a worse player than like Jeff Doughton. And Doughton only had three points, but he had four assists. He was a plus 14. I thought he played well. Van Vliet had 28, 4, and 7 with three steals. Ananobi was off to an unbelievable start. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop, OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. 29 and 8, four threes, one steal, three blocks, while Barnsley had 13, 5, and 6, and Siakam 19, 11. Good game from Pirtle. Not spectacular, but good. 26 minutes, 12 and 12 for Jakob. Um, would have liked a few more minutes there. But with Barnes and Achua back, we see, saw only 22 minutes from Boucher. Six and seven for him. And we still got Trent to add back into the mix. I wouldn't be all that excited about holding on to Chris Boucher. Um, and Precious only played six minutes here. Not that we're expecting huge amounts from Precious. We are expecting those minutes to increase, but not enough to care outside of having a further negative impact on what Boucher is able to produce for us, or maybe not for us, maybe for somebody else. The next game, you'll be shocked. It involved the Spurs, and it was a blowout. 137 Boston, 93 San Antonio. So what do we take out of the San Antonio side? The only thing that I'm really taking out of this is Sandro Mamakelashvili. 22 minutes, played next to Zach Collins a little bit, 13, 5, and 3. So Mamu's going to get, let's say, 20 minutes a night baseline. Probably going to get two, three more starts. Much like when I talked about Isaiah Jackson in one of my shows today, I don't remember which one, saying that if your baseline is 20 minutes and you chuck in a couple of starts, that's probably rosterable. Like Mamu's putting up good numbers. I'm not overly like, wow, we've got to go make sure we grab Mamu everywhere because their schedule stinks. It's bad. They don't play until Wednesday. They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, which are 10, 13, 13 game days. So if you add Mamu, which on the surface could be possible, you might not play him at all. And it's the same with all of these blokes. So we can look at this and we can say, well, you know, that's, you know, Branham had 15 points. Oh, cool, sick. No worries. Um, you know, I was going to say there's something else to look at. There's nothing. Everything else, everyone else was shit else. But like, are you going to play him? Do you need to hold Devin Vassell, who had nine, five, and four? Doesn't play till Wednesday. Might not play three games this week. And they're all on high volume days. Do you need to hold Zach Collins, who actually was really good? 21, seven, and four. I probably would hold him. Trey Jones, 11, five, and four with three steals. Really good. Is he in your best players? Is he going to be in your active lineup Wednesday, Friday, Sunday? If not, drop him. Because you don't know that they're going to play every game. You don't know what their minutes are going to be every game. And they might not even be active for you. So before you look at these Spurs guys or consider any of them ads or what you need to do with drops, 
are you actually going to use them? Do you feel confident enough in them playing? Like in this one, Keldon Johnson just rested. I mean, sick, no worries. He rested the game. Like he's sat three of the last four games, Keldon, with this neck issue. Sohan sat five, four of the last five games. There's no point having these guys, I don't think. On the Boston side, good for them. Jalen Brown scored 41 with 13 rebounds. There was no Jason Tatum. I'm pretty sure that was injury-related, and the injury was playing the Spurs. I think he'll be fine. Derek White continues to maximize his playing time. Maximum Derek. 19 and 8, one steal, two blocks, four threes. Who knew that he was a good player? It's amazing. He was a plus 41 here. Marcus Smart got ejected 13, 3 and 4, while Brogo returned and had 25 and 9. It's hard to judge a huge amount out of this game. A, the opponent was trash, and there was no Jason Tatum. We only got 19 Rob Williams minutes and only 22 Al Horford minutes. And one thing to look at with this team, they have three games this week, but one of them is a back-to-back. So Horford and Williams might play two games. Is two games of Rob Williams or two games of Al Horford? albeit there is a low-volume day in the middle there for Boston, is that even worth holding on to? Are they worth, are they worth the, the issue here? Like, they play Tuesday, great. They play Thursday, great. Friday, bad. And that's it. So I can understand holding, get the Tuesday-Thursday out of them, but let's say Rob sits on Thursday. So you get one game on Tuesday, and then like, we don't know if he's going to sit. Does Al sit Thursday and then play Friday? Would you even start him on Friday? Tough to suggest. So they're in a little bit of a weird situation in terms of whether they're holdable or not. Those two big men in particular expecting those guys to rest. We saw Grant Williams play 18 minutes while Sam Hauser started for Tatum. He had six points in 28. We don't really need to worry too much about Samuel Hauser. The next game is the Grizzlies and the Hawks. The Grizzlies went up 123-119. Ja Morant started only 29 minutes, but 27-3-6. And, and Tyus Jones played 23. So you might look at that and go, that's interesting, isn't it? 13, 2, and 5. That's good enough to hold ties, but, but, there is a but here. A, it's the 29 minutes for Morant that's a but, but also, the this bloke fouled out in 23 minutes, Dylan Brooks. So, those extra 5 to 6 minutes probably could have gone to Brooks instead of Jones, pushing Jones back to being like a 19-minute player, which is probably not good enough to hold. The Duck Luke Kennard last game, he hit 10 threes. This game, Seven rebounds out of nowhere. But he hit four threes with 14 points. So he's got like a t- low 20s roll, which is okay. It's okay for three streaming. He's not absolutely not a must-roster player. We saw Aldama's minutes drop down because, out of again, out of nowhere, the cashier, Xavier Thielman, played 31 minutes. He had 15 and 8 with three steals and two blocks, which is a bloody good game. But he had really not even been ticking over 21 minutes for about the last four games prior to this. In fact, I'm going to go and double-check exactly because I know he played under 20 minutes in his last game. Yeah. Let's have a look. Um, Tillman. Oh, sorry. No, 21 minutes last game, 19 the game before that. 26, 32, 19. So it's all over the place. It's a crapshoot. You could add him and get nothing. You could add him and get a great game. It makes it hard to must roster him, but it makes him at least back into the streaming mix. Desi Bain had 25 with five assists and Jaron had 15 and eight with five blocks and three steals. What a game from him. For the Hawks, we're back to the Okongwu playing under 20 minutes situation. 19 minutes for Nyeka. He's still been good. 13 and 7 with a block. But that, like we saw this 18, 18, 18, 18. And we go, bloody hell, do I really want to back up playing 18? Then it was like 25, 24, 24, 23. Ah, they're splitting minutes again. Now it's back to 19, 19, 19, 19. Does that mean it's going to change moving forward? I do not know. But I'd still hold because the production's okay here. As for Capella, 18 and 16, one steal and four four blocks for the Kerner. Lisa needs braces. While we got DeJounte Murray shooting 27%, 13, 2, and 9. Stinks. 
Bogdanovich, only 22 minutes. Really hard for me to hold him. Three games next week, limited minutes. And the same goes for the depressed penis, who's been under 20 minutes again. 18 minutes, 9 points, 11 Shots, 36% shooting. That's not good enough in the three-game week to hold. The Baptist was pretty rough. Johnny Collins, 9 and 10, but he did play 30 minutes. Possibly a hold, while Hunter had 17, 5 and 2 with two steals. I just don't really buy him, as you're well aware, as a 12-team category league player, and with only three games, and it makes it tough. Young had 28, 2 and 10. Good. I don't think he hit a 3 in the first half, but otherwise, the overall numbers ended up being strong for Trey Young. The next game is the Brooklyn Nets, and I, uh, your... Ours, mine, Orlando Magic. 119, Orlando, 106, Brooklyn. Royce O'Neal was out. Seth Curry was out. Edmund Sumner was out. Ben Simmons out for the season, as of course. So that meant that we got Cam Thomas back. 28 minutes for Cam, 18 points. Of course, very little else. Didn't hit a three either. If he was to play 28 minutes tonight, we'd roster him. But are Royce and Seth going to remain out? Because Cam Thomas has literally been a DMP. Even last game was a DMP with Seth out. So I don't think I'd add him because exactly like the Spurs, this team's schedule's shocking. They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, 10 games, 13, 13. Two games with no games, or two days with no games, I wouldn't bother adding. Bridges was awesome. 34 minutes for Macau, 44 points, six rebounds, six triples. He had a little stretch where things were started to fall off, but he's picked it back up again. He got a steal on a block, 59% shooting. We love that. Nicky Claxton, nine and nine with four blocks, but... The big fella, Dayron Sharp, we thought he could be a nice stream given the Nets' four-quality game schedule. I think it worked out all right. Eight and six, still on a block, 75% shooting. 105th over the last week. Yeah, that would say to me, it worked out. But we move on. We drop him, no point holding. The games this week don't make sense to hold him. Cam Johnson had 10 points in 26. He continues to sort of falter, while um, Dorian Finney-Smith looks like he's absolutely washed. Two points, 14% shooting. He's not doing anything good. And this was a stinker from Dinwiddie. He went 0 of 11. Dart of the night alert. Maybe. We'll see when we get to the end of the show. Two points, five assists, 0 of 11 shooting stinks. But the Magic, they were healthy. Cool. Jalen Suggs returned, 24 minutes, 16 points. Now that's 16 is an anomaly. He shot 67%, but he got a steal on a block. And he still played 24 minutes. But interestingly, Cole Anthony still played 31. 21 and 6 for Cole. He was a great ad a week or so ago as a schedule streamer. And he's just maintained that value. Just keep rolling with him. Franz Wagner had 19, 10, and 6, and he's turned around after a little um, slump from him. Well, Paolo Bonquero, ugh, we thought maybe he was getting back on track, but this was bad. 11, 9, and 4 for tall RJ Barrett. He had 31% shooting from the field and 50 from the line. Wendell only played 25, 18, and 6. Did that mean that Bol Bol played? No, he got zero minutes. So Mo Wagner had 12 and 5 in 17 minutes. And old mate Caleb Houston didn't do anything, but he still played 22 minutes. O, o points. O, O's not the right word. The number is actually called zero. Zero points on um, O of 5 shooting for Caleb Houston. He got a block. That's just a deeper league scenario there for him. While Fultz only the 28 minutes, 10, 6, and 9 with two steals. He's dropping a little bit with his shooting at the moment, Fultzy. Um, yeah, 39% shooting is obviously not great. But yeah, I would roll with Anthony. I wouldn't necessarily go and add Suggs, but the defensive streaming value is there. Gaz Harris dropped way down. Hopefully they prioritize Anthony and Suggs here. Gaz had 10 points with two threes. Uh, as we said on the waiver wire show earlier today, how he had been putting up top 100 numbers, that's just not likely to continue. The next game, which is the eighth game of the day, the Oklahoma City Thunder. They get the win. Eventually, it was pretty close. Or it was closer than it should have been against the Skeleton Blazers crew. 118-112, the final score. And I know I know, I talked about this somewhere, right? That we I was on the streaming show yesterday. Look, that you added Isaiah Joe and it didn't work. And I said, look, the value was in the volume. This is a guy who's done all this for so long. 
Um, I'm still going to recommend him as a three-point streamer. He comes out with 20 points, five threes, seven rebounds, five assists, and two steals. Now, I know you're pissed if you added him for that back-to-back. You're pissed because you've got like zero points and no stats at all. <laughs> but the the vagaries of fantasy basketball, it's, why, it's another example of why I hate the um, sleeper one-game pick format because you couldn't pick that he was going to have a good game here or a good game there. You can't. It's very random. It's all about accumulation of numbers. Not like, let's choose one game. There's no skill in that. It's complete luck. Josh Giddy, 17, 11, and 6 with two blocks. Fantastic. The Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. 23, 5, and 4 with two steals. And Shea had an ankle injury, but was able to come back and play. 31, 2, and 3 with four steals. Um, outside of that, Midwest Dylan Brooks. Can this dickhead stop shooting? Six points, 14% shooting. 29 minutes. All well and good, mate. You're the Dorcher chamber. You're also Dorcherous to watch when you've got the ball. Stop shooting. He did have two steals. It's impossible to roster him in category league. Shout out to Dylan Brooks. Pig Williams had seven and six. He's more of a deeper league sort of guy. While we had Robinson Earl play 13 minutes. Interesting. Pokiszewski was available, but didn't play. I don't think he's going to be an impact guy here in 12-team leagues at all because they are going to ramp him slowly. But at some point, he's going to get some minutes. For the Blazers, no Lillard, no Grant, no Nurkic, no Simons. Chauncey Billups lied and said that they're still day-to-day. I don't think they're playing. Um, and then one of the big replacement guys was Trenton Watford, who came in, started for Jeremy Grant, sprained his ankle, returned to the court, and then left again. Didn't play the second half, had 11 minutes for six points. A lot of people asking, do we go drop him now? This is a guy I think has got top 70 upside if he's healthy. So I'd like to see what happens tomorrow. Like he might play tomorrow. So I'm not dropping him now. No way. I'd consider adding the C Little, 28 and 6 in 31 minutes, because he's the guy who started the second half. The other guy to pay some attention to is Jabari Walker, but that's just deeper leagues. Two points for him in 15. Archer Jackano continues to start at point guard. He had three points in 27 minutes, and the Cam Reddish, um, you know, whatever it is that was happening with him has completely worn off. Four points in 19 minutes because, again, he is not very good. Minus 22 in this game, and you can go ahead and jack him off in 12-team leagues because the Blazers have figured it out. Get that garbage out of here! But two guys that you absolutely should be adding, have to add. We, I, can't, I banged on and on about adding them. Shaden Sharp, 29-5 and 3-3 three, three steals. Go watch the Waverwire show. They're all in it. Drew Eubanks. 7, 10, 4, 1 steal, 6 blocks. Must add players. I still think Watford's worth having. The injury clouds it. But these other two, you cannot avoid this. Shaden is going to get so many opportunities. He's not going to shoot 69%. Giggity. He's not. But he's going to get minutes and opportunity. And that's really what we're looking for. Also, Thibel's minutes push back up. Again, he's only steals. He got two of them. He hit two threes as well, but 8 and 4. It's about steals. And instead of 20 minutes, he got 30, which is a big, big bonus for us. And we love getting big bonus. And now we do the last game of the night. The Wolves, what a win. 99-96. Carl Anthony Towns, another game winner. It was a rough night for Towns, but they win it. 99-96. Towns played 32 minutes, which is great for his second game back. Whether he plays tomorrow or night, I don't know. I'll keep an eye on the news before I finish recording this show to see what happens, but I'm doubting that he does. 14-5-3 for Towns, four triples, two steals. He shot 31%, which is bad, obviously. Didn't attempt a free throw, but he hit the one that mattered towards the end of the game. 14% on twos. That's pretty rough. He was four of nine from three. Yeah, four of nine from three. We saw Kyle Anderson move to the bench. Didn't really matter though. 32 minutes, 12, 10, and seven, five steals and a block. Now, before we get overly excited, yes, he still remains a must roster player. But before we get overly excited, he played 32 minutes because Jaden McDaniels played 10 minutes. He had five fouls and 10 minutes. So they just went with Anderson over McDaniels. Kyle Anderson's a very bloody good player. And it's going to be frustrating if he plays 21 minutes. I don't think he will, though. 
Like we saw in this one, Torian Prince played just 14 minutes. Like they can limit, eliminate a lot of his playing time. So Anderson remains a hold. They did go big. Nas Reed, the Wizard of Noz, played 21. 23 and 6 for him with three threes, 59% shooting, 38 usage. And if they're going to stick too big, he's going to have a big opportunity tomorrow as well. Well, they won't stick too big because Anderson will start, but Reed will get a lot of big opportunity if Towns is out tomorrow. Gobert only had 10 points. His usage is just in the toilet at the moment, but he had 18 boards with a block. And Edwards returned, rough night for, uh, for Goose, 13 points, two threes, 36% shooting, but at least he's back. Not a great one. 12-2-2 for Conley's not all that good, while Prince, McLaughlin, McDaniels. Hey, Jalen Noel was available, but didn't play uh, in this one. So yeah, just be aware of that as well. Um, and then we had Jaden McDaniels, who had one point in his 10 minutes. So yeah, look, McDaniels had been ramping it up a little bit with Edwards out. I would not be... He's not going to be in foul trouble like this every game. He gets into it a lot. But the fully healthy squad after Monday... I wouldn't be adverse to dropping Jaden. For the Warriors, 31 minutes for Poole, 27, 4 and 2. He's put together a couple of good games in a row here. Steph had 20 with 9 assists and Draymond. A couple of bad moments at the end for Draymond, but ended with 12, 7 and 5. Um, I think we can very comfortably drop Dante DiVincenzo. Get that garbage out of here! And John Kaminga. Get that garbage out of here! 21 minutes for DiVincenzo, 15 for Kaminga. That's with Gary Payton back. So two points for Dante, drop him. Kaminga, 5-1-1 one, and one in 15 minutes. That's two games under 20 minutes for Kaminga. That's a drop. While Peyton played 15 minutes, had nine points with a block and a three. So he sort of back to business. The quickest recovery from a three-month injury ever as he's back in like a month. We don't need to add Gary Payton anywhere, but his impact there is on Kaminga and DiVincenzo. Not to say that Dante and John can't have some okay games at points, but they're not guys that we want to rely upon in any sort of 12-team format. Let's look at the lines of the night. The monstrous does go to Luka Doncic. Your waiver wire line of the night is, after two absolute stinkers, Isaiah Joe. The young gun is Joshy Giddy, and the dud of the night has to be Mr. 10 Minutes, Jaden McDaniels. Your top 10 players for category leagues for today, number one is Luka, followed by Bridges, Jarrett Allen, Clint Capella, Fred Van Vliet, Jalen Brown, Jaron Jackson, Trey Young, OG Ananobi, and Isaiah Joe. Top 10 players rostered under 50% of leagues. Joe at number one. Worth the stream for points and threes always. Drew Eubanks, must roster player. Troy Brown was very, very good. I don't really trust that. Nasir Little at four. Um, yeah, not a bad stream tomorrow if Watford's out in particular. Muxy Kleber, you're going to get occasional games like that, but not trustworthy. Nas Reed, love it for tomorrow. Luke Kennard, very much in the Isaiah Joe bucket and Corey Kispert bucket. Stream for threes and get them. Uh, Jalen Suggs, nice defensive stats streamer, but I wouldn't be rushing to add in 12s. The big avocado, Andre Drummond, well, that's really just because Vooch got ejected. And then Timmy Hardaway may be worth a look for tomorrow for Tim with Doncic suspended. Your top 10 players in points leagues was Doncic at one, Jalen Brown, Mikhail Bridges, Jarrett Allen, Fred Van Vliet, Clint Capella, OG Ananobi, Kyle Anderson, Shea Gildas-Alexander, and PJ Washington Jr. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget... Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And while you're here on YouTube, why don't you just thumb it up? Leave your comments down below. Subscribe, guys. We are done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.